the universal laws of nature. Since the beginning of time, people have tried to understand existence. They've explored and adventured into the unknown realms, and some of the greatest minds in history have applied themselves to this quest. This little booklet today and the video that I'm making right now are a reminder of the profound knowledge you share in this study of the universal laws of nature. Thank you for being part of this incredible journey. I wish you love and wisdom for 2023. So why invest yourself and your study time in the universal laws of nature? Well, it's our duty. It's our duty to explore this amazing existence on this tiny little planet and wonder about the reasons why it is and what it is and why we are so confused between the forces that seek to control it and why we exist and why terrorists exist and why Netflix and Tesla and Beyonce exist and how to pave a path through all of that. How to be successful in your own life and help others be successful in theirs. There have been many people throughout history who've written about the concept of the universal laws of nature or the natural laws. And there are many different interpretations of these laws. Some of the most prominent figures who have written about these concepts include Plato from 428 BC. Plato was a Greek philosopher who wrote about the idea of a universal laws or principles that govern the behavior of the natural world. He believed that these laws were eternal and unchanging and that they could be accessed through reason or contemplation. Aristotle, 384 BC, similar time, Aristotle was a Greek philosopher who wrote about the concept of natural law, which he saw as a reflection of the, the rational order of the universe. He believed that natural law was inherent in the nature of things and, and could be discovered through the observation and contemplation of the, of the universe. Thomas Aquinas, 1225 AD, he was a Catholic theologian, a pretty brave guy because he got stripped of his skin for all of this, wrote about the concept of a natural law as a reflection of divine will. He believed that natural law was universal and applicable to all people, which disrupted the church at that time and, it, and could be discovered through reason and contemplation of creation, nature. Isaac Newton, 1643, Isaac Newton was a scientist and mathematician who developed the idea of the universal law of motion, which he described the way that objects move and behave. His laws of motion are considered to be the cornerstone of classical mechanics and have a profound influence on the understanding of our natural world, nature. John Locke, 1632. Remember, these guys didn't know each other either. He was an English philosopher who wrote about the concept of natural rights, which he saw inherent in the nat nature of human beings and, the, and protected by natural law. Now, it's really interesting to start to see this guy start to weave emotions and ethics and principles into nature's law. He believed that natural rights were universal and they were the foundation of individual freedom and authority. Overall, these people, and many others have contributed to the understanding of the concepts of universal laws and have offered a range of perspectives on nature and significance of these laws. It's important to keep in mind that these ideas are just one interpretation of these concepts and that there are many other interpretations 
approaching natural law, the universal laws, and the way humans behave. But that said, let's continue with the further research that I've done when I present to you the universal laws of nature and feel blessed and guided to do so where it all comes from. Further research will show that Zen has a deep root in the universal laws of nature. In the Zen tradition of Buddhism, which originated in Japan, there is often a focus on aligning yourself with the natural world and finding harmony with the natural order of things and yourself. This can be seen as a path to fulfilling one's potential and finding meaning and purpose in life. In Zen, the natural world is often seen as a source of wisdom and insight and as a way to understand the deeper truths of existence. The practice of Zazen or meditation, which I've done for many years, is seen as a way to deliver a deeper connection with the natural world and to experience a deeper sense of unity with all things. You've heard me mention that a lot during the course of 2022. Zen teachings also place a strong uh, emphasis on living in the present moment and being fully present and engaged with this world around us. Now you will remember gratitude, presence, certainty and love as the four pillars of inner wealth. Well, here's the source of presence. This can involve cultivating an appreciation for beauty and simplicity of the natural world. And we do a lot of that in, in inner wealth, asking you to go out in the morning, take photographs of nature and become fully absorbed and fully present rather than just running through nature or sitting on a surfboard in it or playing tennis with it or climbing a mountain in it. It's a way of finding harmony and living and in the present moment in the natural environment. Overall, the alignment between human fulfillment and nature's harmony in Zen Buddhism can be a, a way of finding meaning and purpose in life by connecting with the natural world and cultivating a sense of unity and harmony with all things. There are some elements of Zen philosophy that have been adopted or adapted in business practices in the West as well. For example, the focus on mindfulness and being present in the moment which is central to Zen, has been incorporated into some business training and management practices and a way to improve focus and productivity. The idea of finding harmony with the natural world and living in balance with nature's laws is also sometimes implied in business process processes. As you'll know from my training, even in gratitude exercises or in workshops where I've presented nature's law, the concept of corporate social responsibility in a vision the seven areas of a vision involves taking into consideration the impact of business practice on the natural environment and on society. However, it's important to keep in mind that Zen philosophy is just one of many philosophical traditions that have influenced business. There may be other ways that other practices have influenced businesses. I'm not claiming this to be the only one. What I'm saying, it's very important and to consider the cultural and historic context in which the universal laws were developed. Christianity is also another source of the universal laws of nature. I've studied the Bible, I've studied it back to front, and I've done a lot of comparative religion work, and the universal laws sit sweet and in a sweet spot in this total uh, uh, agreement or acceptance of the Christian interpretation of universal laws. In the Christian tradition, however, 
God is often seen as the creator and sustainer of the universe and as a source of all natural laws and principles. The Bible describes God as one in whom we live and have our being. That's Acts 17.28 for those of you who love to look it up. And as one who upholds the universe by his word and his power. Hebrews 1.3 Christian teachings also place a strong emphasis on the idea of natural laws or principles as a reflection of God's character. Now we talk about the mind of God being an understanding of the universal laws is an understanding of the mind of God. And if you understand the mind of God, you understand how and why and what and caused all creation. So although we don't often use in the universal laws the word God, what we mean is the origin, the source, the creation. The Ten Commandments, which we all know, are considered a foundational aspect of Christian ethics and are seen as expressing natural laws or principles that are inherent in the nature of God and a reflection of that character. Overall, there are certainly some elements of ancient Greek teachings that could be seen as uh, relating to the concept of a universal law. Uh, but these are interpretations of concepts. And there are many, many ways, as you know, from the different churches and different way Christianity is taught, that people have seen the way Christianity is being brought to the world other than through the universal laws. The ancient Greek mysteries of Egypt are the primary source of my learnings. There are some elements, in fact many elements, of Egyptian mythology and the mysteries that could be seen as linking the concept of universal laws. I would say nearly all. In ancient Egyptian mythology, the gods and the goddesses were believed to personify the natural forces and principles and to be responsible for the operation of the universe. So these gods and godhead and these uh, figures are representation of concept rather than uh, human principle. For example, the sun god Ra is seen as a powerful, all-encompassing deity who represented the power of the sun and the cycle of life and death. Now you'll see that over and over again in my consciousness cone as we talk about the core principle at the top being love, we talk about creation being fall from grace into manifestation, which is the feminine principle and the destructive principle being the uh, rise from uh, materialism back into spiritual. So the mysteries, which were secret religious uh, rituals and teachings in the, in the way they were practiced in Egypt, may have also included elements that related to natural laws. These rituals and teachings were often focused on understanding the mysteries of the natural world and the forces that governed it, and may have involved meditative practices, spiritual exercises, and philosophical contemplation. And quite frankly, I would say they definitely did, and that's a lot of what I teach in the advanced programs, including the sound of motorbikes going past. It's important to keep in mind that these elements of ancient Egyptian mythology and mysteries are just one interpretation of Egyptology, and there are many people who will give you different interpretations. However, I would say that it's pretty solid if you go back and look at most people who study myth e e Egyptian mythology, that they would relate this very directly to the universal laws of nature. Tibetan Buddhism, and by the way, that's called the occult, Tibetan Buddhism and the universal laws of nature are also tied together. 
As you well know, Tibetan Buddhism originated not in Japan but in Sri Lanka. These teachings from Tibet could be seen as a re directly relating to the universal laws and Sherpa people follow these principles to the core. In Buddhism, in this form of Buddhism, the natural world is seen as governed by certain principles or laws such as the law of cause and effect, karma, the law of impermanence, anyetta, the law of no self, anatman. Now, these strange words in, in, in um, Sanskrit have powerful deep meanings and yet when we talk about interconnectedness the law of harmony the law of balance law of growth we, we're actually saying these very fancy words in more everyday talk which is my mission on earth these principles are seen of fundamental aspects of the way the universe operates and they are believed in the tibetan system to relate and therefore define the way human beings act towards each other both good and bad Buddha's teachings also place a strong emphasis on understanding and experiencing interconnectedness of all things and on recognizing the interdependence of all phenomena. Interconnectedness again, the third law of nature. This concept known as dependent origination or pratyara suggests that everything arises in dependence upon other factors and that all things are interconnected and interdependent. This is understanding of the natural world can, and it can be seen in alignment with the ideas of universal laws and the principles and the relationship of all things. Overall, there are many elements of Tibetan Buddhism that can be seen in the teachings of nature's universal laws and you'll experience as you read through the work and you study in 2023 what we're talking about. I bend the... I bend the language but not the laws. Yoga has taken off in the world in the last 20 years. Many people think that it comes out of the sky or it came from the uh, ancient, some made up Hindu text. But yoga also leans very heavily on the universal laws and the laws of nature. They are practices of mental, spiritual, emotional, and the seven areas of life come from the, the ancient yoga teachings. The objective of yoga is self-realization, self-awareness and balance. Yoga principles often involve the idea of understanding and aligning with natural laws or principles in order to achieve physical, mental, emotional well-being. Asima or non-harm suggests that one should try to cause no harm to oneself or others and live in harmony with natural laws in the environment. The principles of satya or truthfulness suggest that one should strive to live in alignment with natural laws and one's own authentic true nature. Overall there are certainly many elements of yogic teachings seen as relating to the universal laws. Again the concept of the universal laws being the umbrella from which many of these teachings and religions have derived their principles. Taoism came from China. It also is derived from the universal laws of nature. There are some elements of Taoist teachings that could be seen as directly copied from the universal laws. Taoism is a spiritual tradition originating in China and is based on the idea of living in harmony with natural order of the universe. It's known as the Tao or the Way. 
Happy birthday. So when you're learning inner wealth you. and you're learning the universal laws of nature, Happy there is a profound depth and multifaceted, multi-channel origin of the work that comes together in what I call the distillation of thousands of years of teachings. Tao's teachings often involve the idea of understanding and aligning with natural laws and principles in order to achieve balance, harmony and well-being. For example, the principle of Wu Wei or non-action suggests that one should strive to live in harmony with natural flow of the universe rather than running around busy trying to force or manipulate events. The principle of yin and yang, which most people understand, suggests that all things contain both yin, the feminine, receptive, passive, and yang, the masculine, active, aggressive qualities. This is also seen as an expression of the universal laws, the natural law principle that governs the balance and harmony of the entire universe. Overall, there are so many elements of the Taoist teachings that have been extracted from the universal laws, the origin of all the laws of the world. So with that said, let's look at the Quran. The Quran, the central religious text of Islam, does not refer to the concept of universal laws of natural laws and is understood in modern scientific and philosophical contexts. So I own that. However, the Quran does contain references to various principles and natural phenomena that are seen as being guided by God's will and as being part of the natural order of the universe. For example, the Quran con con contains references to the natural cycles of day and night, the changing cycles of the seasons, the cycles of life and death, and the operation of the natural world. These references to su do suggest that the Quran is not necessarily in argument with the universal laws of nature or the natural law. It is recognizing that the, the world is governed by certain principles of law that are part of the original plan that are integrated into the function of the entire universe. Additionally, the Quran emphasizes the importance of living in accordance with God's will and more moral principles that are based on justice, compassion, etc., which may again be seen as natural laws if you stretch the argument. The Quran also promotes the, uh, promotes the idea of balance and harmony in all aspects of life. You'll have heard that as one of as two of the five universal laws that I share with you. So there is some alignment between the Quran and the universal laws. It could be argued that there, most of it isn't. It could be argued that it's been derived on its own thing, but I would prefer to say it is also, like others, extracted from the universal laws of nature. Conclusion. There are many interpretations of the universal laws of nature, and many people from different traditions have many different ideas about what those laws and how they operate. Everybody thinks their watch tells the right time. And I think that's fair enough. But if you go back further and you distill and you distill and you distill, you'll see the universal laws as five basic principles that govern all existence. Now, some of the ways those laws have been expressed they are discussed in various philosophical and spiritual traditions include the laws of cause and effect, the law of attraction, the law of abundance, and these laws may be seen as principles that govern the way the universe works. 
And that can be understood and applied to improve one's life and success in business and relationship. Let's now quickly talk about business and the universal laws of nature. The concept of the universal laws can be applied to business leadership in various ways, depending on the interpretation of the law and the context in which it's applied. Some possible ways in which the universal laws might be applied to business include understanding of the principles that govern the operation of the natural world and using this understanding to inform business decision making, seeking to align business practice with natural laws or principles to achieve balance, harmony and sustainability. Also, using the concept of a universal law as a framework for ethical decision-making by considering the long-term consequences of a business action as they impact and have a great impact on the planet and the people and society. Cultivating an awareness of the interconnectedness of all things, recognising the interdependence of business and the natural world. Also, seeking to understand the natural laws is a way to improve business performance and achieve success. The concept, therefore, of nature's law and business performance are welded together forever. And it's wise for a business person to always be considering the big picture, the universal laws, understanding how things work before they react, before they act, so they act sustainably, uh, interconnectedly, and they treat cause rather than effect in their business. In family life, the universal laws also play a major role. Obviously, they play a major role in every aspect of, of life. The concept of universal laws or natural laws can be applied to family and love and relationships in various ways, depending on the specific interpretation of those laws and how they're applied. But some possible ways in which the concept of universal laws are applied to relationships, as I tried to describe in my book, sacred love and breaking up without heartbreak and the universal laws applied to relationship which you can all get free are seeking to understand and align with nature's laws and principles that govern uh, the way people improve communication and understanding how they each person operates within a relationship using the concept of universal law as a framework for ethical decision making within relationships in other words, cause and effect, by considering the long-term consequences of action and the impact they may have on others. Cultivating an awareness of the interconnectedness of all things and recognising the interdependence of individuals within relationships. Seeking to understand and align with the natural laws of principles as a way to improve the health and well-being of a relationship. So, you can see that the universal laws have a powerful potential to influence people in a relationship and they can align their relationship with these principles people will be magnetized to each other forever so finally as we move forward in this conversation today about the universal laws of nature you can see that it ultimately comes down to self-mastery some of the ways in which the universal laws can be applied to self-mastery are in the development of self-sufficiency. Seeking to understand and align with natural laws or principles that govern the operation of the natural world in to improve one's self-sufficiency and independence is very obvious. Using the concept of universal laws as a framework for ethical decision-making and self-improvement, considering the long-term consequences of actions, 
cultivating an awareness of the interconnectedness of all things and the dependence and the interdependence of ourselves on others. Seeking to understand and align the natural laws as a way to improve our health, using the concept of universal laws to find meaning and purpose in life by considering the values, principles that are important to you and aligning your action with those values. The concept of the universal laws of nature in spirituality affects us in many ways. Some possible ways in which the universal laws affect us might be applied to spirituality through the mechanism of self-awareness. Seeking to understand and align with the laws of, and principles that govern the operation of natural world is to deepen our understanding of ourselves. We are nature and we are the divine. Using the concept of the laws as a framework for ethical decision making in our personal lives leads us away from emotion and into the realm of truth in every decision we make, whether it's personal or outside of our personal self relationship and business. Cultivating an awareness of the interconnectedness of all things, recognizing the independence of oneself and others deepens one's spiritual understanding of the world. And finally, seeking to align with natural principles is a way to improve one's spiritual well-being. Using this concept of universal laws as a way of finding meaning and purpose in one's spiritual path, considering the values and the principles aligning your actions with those values and principles that are yours. Overall, the concept of the universal laws or natural laws can be a useful tool for individuals seeking to deepen their spiritual awareness and connect to the divine by aligning their actions with these principles. I'd like to talk a little bit about finding your life purpose and finding that life purpose using the universal laws of nature. Life purpose and vision statements can be aligned with the concept of universal laws or natural laws in many ways, depending on the specific interpretation of those laws and the context in which they're applied. Some possible ways in which life purpose and vision statements might be aligned and actually work in harmony with natural laws include these. Firstly, seeking to understand and align with natural laws and principles that govern the operation of the natural world is a way to clarify your purpose and your vision. Using that concept of universal laws as a framework to defining and evaluating your life, purpose and your vision by considering the long-term consequences of the impact they have on yourself and others. Cultivating an awareness of the interconnectedness of all things and recognizing the interdependence of oneself and others as a way of understanding our place in the world and to define a purpose that really makes a difference. Seeking to understand and align with nature's laws or the principles as a way of being, improving your well-being and finding balance and harmony and calm within your own life. And finally, using the concept of the universal laws to find meaning and purpose in our life by considering the values and principles that are important to you and making sure you stick to those values and principles, aligning what you do, your purpose and your vision with those values. These laws of nature, therefore, are an important and critically important part of finding your purpose and living on purpose in your world. The universal laws also impact very, very strongly your mental health. 
There are several reasons why people would benefit from time in nature and understanding nature from a mental health point of view. Being in nature can provide a sense of relaxation and calm, which reduces stress and promotes well-being. Being in nature can provide a sense of connection and belonging. And that's very important so we don't become codependent or piggybacking or parasitic on other people for a sense of self. It can alleviate senses of uh, loneliness and isolation. Being in nature can also provide a sense of perspective and most importantly help put things into perspective which can help reduce anxiety and improve mental clarity. Being in nature can provide a sense of purpose and meaning which can help improve well-being. Being in nature can help provide opportunities for physical activity, being out in nature which can help to improve our health, our well-being and in turn mental health. Overall, the benefits of aligning the natural world in terms of mental and emotional health are likely to vary from person to person. And that may be depend on the range of factors including individual preferences and circumstances. However, there is evidence to suggest that being in nature for everybody and aligning with natural principles for everybody can have a positive, very positive impact on mental and emotional well-being. Let's talk about the future and the universal laws of nature before we move on to life purpose. Urbanization is the process of increasing the concentration and, and businesses in urban areas and that can have a negative effect on social and family behavior. Urbanization has been blamed for many social problems including mental health and youth are at risk. This negative trend can be positively turned around or at least impacted by the practice of alignment with the universal laws of nature in various ways, depending on the specific circumstances of the individual. So, some possible ways in which urbanization might be impacted by the practice of alignment with the universal laws of nature can include seeking to understand and align with natural laws and principles that govern the operation of the natural world as a way to inform urban planning and design. This could involve incorporating elements of nature into urban environments, most importantly your home, green spaces, natural features in order to create a more livable and sustainable home. Using the concept of universal laws as a framework for evaluating the impact of urbanization on the natural environment in order to reduce the negative consequences of urbanization and to promote a more sustainable, harmonious relationship between humans and the natural world. We can also cultivate an awareness of the interconnectedness of all things, which is really, really a very, very vital part of the universal laws, recognizing the interdependence of humans and the natural environment as a way to inform urbanization decisions and promote a more sustainable, harmonious community. Seeking to understand and align with natural laws is a way to improve the health and well-being of urban residents. It creates environments that are more conducive to physical and mental well-being. Using the concept of universal laws as a way to find meaning and purpose in ur urbanization by considering the values and principles that are important to you and aligning urbanization efforts with those values. Overall, as we've said, the practice of alignment with the universal laws of nature can have a range of impacts on urbanization depending on how these laws are applied.
By considering the principles that govern the natural world and seeking to align urbanization efforts with these principles, it may be possible to create a more sustainable, harmonious and livable environment at home and at work. Corporate success can also be, uh, let's say, improved ra radically using natural law. How can I use the universal laws of nature to, let's say, even climb the corporate ladder with my head still stuck on straight? And there are several ways in which you might be able to use the concept of universal laws or natural laws to climb the corporate ladder with your head on straight. Some include, one, seeking to understand and align with natural or universal principles that govern the operation of the natural world as a way to in inform your career decisions and ensure that your actions are aligned with your values and principles. Very critical. Remember, we sabotage anything we can't link to our, our uh, purpose and that ultimately is a, is a result of our values and principles. Using the concept of universal laws as a framework for ethical decision making by considering the long-term consequences of everything we do. Cultivating an awareness of the interconnectedness of all things. Once again, it rears its ugly head and says that climbing the corporate, corporate ladder can actually be a very, very emotional and very vital uh, part of understanding universal laws. And you understand your role in the corporate world and to ensure that your actions are aligned with yours and the company's principles. Seeking to understand and align with natural laws and principles is a way to improve your well-being and achieve balance, harmony and calm in your career. Using these concepts of natural laws is a way of finding meaning and purpose in your career greater than money and greater than uh, simply uh, achievement. By considering the values and principles that are important to you and aligning your actions with those values. Overall, the concept of universal laws or natural laws can be a useful tool for individuals who are seeking to climb the corporate ladder. You consider the long-term actions and the impact they may have on you, others, and your environment. So, the universal laws of nature hold at its core a really important element, which is the integration of, the, of, a, of a vision and a purpose in life. Everything in nature has a purpose. And understanding the principle of nature will, will take you to a place that basically says everything in your life circles around, whether you know your purpose or not, that's irrelevant, circles around your purpose, your relationship, your health, your well-being, your family, your money, your actions in life circle around your purpose. If you understand your purpose, you'll understand your, your path. If you don't understand your purpose, you may randomly be questioning what your path is or randomly con uh, uh, questioning why these events are taking place in your life. But you will understand the big why when you understand your purpose. Everybody has a unique purpose. Using nature as a guide to finding your purpose can be a helpful approach for some people as it allows you to connect with the natural world and find inspiration and meaning in the patterns and the processes of nature. Using nature as a guide to life purpose involves exploring natural environments, going up in the mountains, going to, going to the beach, 
But, but, but in these processes, sitting still and having the time to recognize patterns and recognize different species, as well as reflecting on the lessons that nature can teach us about resilience, adaptability and balance. It may also involve considering the values and principles that are important to you and aligning your goals with those actions. Ultimately, finding your purpose is a personal journey that may involve a variety of questions and a variety of approaches and techniques. It's important to keep an open mind and consider a range of perspectives and resources you can explore in finding your purpose and living it. Nature has always played a significant role in human development and success. It is likely that this will continue and be the case in the future, hopefully even more so. Nature provides us with many resources and benefits that are essential for our well-being and prosperity, such as food, water, air and medicine. But it also provides us with opportunities for relaxation and, and recreation and connection with the natural world, which are vital to our mental and emotional health. In addition, nature can serve as a source of inspiration and guidance for many people, as it does for me. It can help us to understand the rhythms and the patterns of the natural world and to find meaning and purpose in even the smallest things in our own life. By paying attention to and learning from nature, we can gain insights and knowledge that help us live more sustainably and in harmony with the natural world. Overall, it's likely that nature will continue to play an important role in our human development and success for the future. By valuing and protecting nature and by considering its needs and, it, and the impacts in our decision making, we can help to ensure that nature continues to support and enrich our lives. I want to compliment you right now and thank you for your contribution to the universal laws of nature and to spreading these laws. When I wrote the book Inner Wealth, I'd been studying the laws of nature for over 30 years. I wrote the book because I believe that the religions don't need to tear each other apart and people do not need to work so hard to find harmony and purpose and happiness in life. I believe we stay young, I believe we stay vital, I believe we stay in tune with the world that's going on around us and we make a profit when we live in harmony with the universal laws of nature. I know from taking thousands of people out to the bush on retreat that people are different in nature, very different. The question was always for me, how do I get them to bring that home? How do I get people who relax and turn into these beautiful, joyful, inspired, generous, grateful people in the bush? How do I get them to bring that home, for example, from the Himalayas, from a Himalayan trek? I've struggled with this quite uh, personally. I've struggled with the fact that I can see the best version of a person when they're out away from things and they become somewhat less of the best version of themselves when they return back into the fold of urbanization, families, homes that are not built to sustain a beautiful environment and love escapes. I've seen people thrive when spirituality such as in India or in Nepal is front and center where, they, where their heart gets open and where uh, kindness and goodness and gentleness is, is celebrated in men and women. And I've seen them come home to the harsh stress of reality and the worries of relationship and family and work. That's not necessary. And I believe the universal laws of nature can change the world 
just like the philosophers who've come before me. And I believe that the most important part of this is distilling it down so that it's very simple, that we can, in a lift, in an elevator, somewhere in the world, anywhere simple, just reflect on and state the five universal laws of nature. I wish you a happy 2023. This is Chris Walker. Bye for now.